Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, Halloween Horror Nights. You ever heard of it? No. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> They've got uh, nine houses this year. Usually it's eight. They're bringing back The Walking Dead. They're bringing in Jason. Freddy versus Jason. The Purge. Bringing back American Werewolf in London. Bringing in Insidious. The biggie is the 25 Years of Monsters and Mayhem House. Run, Blood, Sweat, and Fears. Asylum in Wonderland 3D. And Body Collector, Body Collector's Recollections. It's a pretty solid lineup if I don't uh, say so myself. I think solid is a, is a vast understatement. If we were to talk about stuff, and just a little quick bit of info before I jump into this, but for anybody who's kind of into Halloween Horror Nights and kind of has been and kind of digs it a little bit, Drake, you, you'll find this very interesting. The reason why we have a night house this year is because they're utilizing one of the theaters for the Shrek ride for one of these houses this year. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. So that I found that out today. That is incredibly interesting. So that's, from my knowledge, yeah. has never been done before. Yeah, no, I don't think so. So wait, they're gonna, or the, like the seat area where the where you sit in the theater? That's my understanding of it. I don't know if they're pulling all the seats because that seems like that's a lot of work because those seats yeah. all have actuators attached. Yeah, yeah. So are they like are they closing that ride or? I don't think they're closing it, but I don't think they've used that second theater for quite some time. Uh, yeah. because uh, okay. That's going to be, uh, that's crazy. Um, what house is going in there, do you know, right off? Um, I think it was, I think it was the Insidious House, if I'm not mistaken. Might be wrong. Okay. Cool. Um, that's, that'll be different. That's cool just because it's something new for, yeah, if nothing else. Um, I don't know, Josh, do you ever, if you're still on, I don't know if you ever head down there to, have you been to Horror Nights yet? I think he might have dropped off if you want to choose it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's still on Michael also. I don't know. Oh, okay. He might have had, Macy might have bellowed um how uh i myself i'm I'm really looking forward to uh the insidious house as far as the ips and stuff yeah y'all want to just go house by house and talk about it yeah absolutely instead of jumping around yeah Yeah. (laughs) because i kind of want to yeah yeah go ahead start us up um, um, I got this list here, and, uh, the first one on here is The Walking Dead, with the, uh, very redundant name, The Walking Dead, The Living and The Dead. Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean... Universal um, Creative really worked hard on that, Trey. Yeah, they really did. 
They earn uh, their money. money. Yeah, I hope the house is better than the name. But, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of tired of the Walking Dead stuff. I don't watch the show. I stopped watching it a while ago. Um, Why that? that? I don't know. Season 3 was just really terrible. And I kind of just stopped. That's when it... Well, season four, I guess. Well, late three and, and four got late three picked back up. Oh my gosh, no, that was, no. Wait, Wait, which one? Hold on, I get confused on it. It might have been four, four when it picked back up. It was probably four. I don't know. Anyway, what's it been? Uh, four, four straight years of Walking Dead at Horror Nights now? This will be year number, starting in 2012, so this will be year number, wait, hold on. Yeah, four. It'll be four, this is the fourth year for The Walking yeah. Dead. So, I think what what really burnt me out on it was, what was it, the year before last when they did just The Walking Dead every freaking where? Yeah, that where the, yeah. the scare zones All the scare zones were I just got so desensitized to the whole thing. Yeah. It just burnt me out on it. I'll still go through the house because I'll be at... I'll have six nights of horror nights this year. Mm-hmm. So I'll definitely be making it through. And I'm kind of disappointed I missed last year considering it was the biggest house horror nights I'd ever done. Mm-hmm. But, again, I think a lot of people are burnt out on it. But it's still going to sell tickets. It's still yeah. going to bring asses through the gate. I mean, so I mean, it's money. It kind of annoys me because I feel like The Walking Dead is one of the main contributors, contributors to the... Uh, Way increased prices of the tickets and stuff. I, I don't know if I'm like I don't know. I've done no research, so I'm talking up my butt. But I feel like <laughs> I mean it makes accurate. sense. I feel but... like that's accurate. I mean I don't know. Anyway, I'm just tired of seeing the same thing every year. Mm-hmm. And, and last year's house was was pretty good, but it it was the biggest house. But it kind of to me it felt like it kind of dragged on a little bit, maybe especially the the end part with the where you had the going through the prison yard and everything. At the end, yeah. it, it just, just kind of felt, felt like, like okay, okay, let's get through this so we can get to the next one. <laughs> I mean, it was the best Walking Dead house, but I mean, that's not really saying much. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But you can't you can't argue with the fact that the show is just getting bigger and bigger too, though. I mean, I mean, it's got a spinoff now. Ratings wise, is has been it's getting crazy ratings right now. I think what was Fear the Walking Dead the biggest premiere ever? I think. Yeah, I think it was. Good grief. I don't know what I don't know what week two did, you know, but I I would imagine there was a big drop off in my opinion, but we'll we'll find out. Um, but yeah, so you know, you just have to get through it, and and I think hopefully they realized last year that they've got to actually put a little more into it than just zombies. I think like like Gary was saying, I think it's kind of. It's kind of run its course a little bit, you know, where you're not, like, going to jump just because it's a zombie, for the most part. Um, but, yeah, what, what's next? Freddy versus Jason? Um, yeah. That's... I've never been to one with... Huh? Oh, are you talking about at, uh, at uh, Horror Night? Yeah, yeah. That's one of the houses this year. This house is so awesome because the first year I went was 2007, and that was Freddy and Jason and Leatherface were there, and okay. it was just awesome. And this movie is, this movie is good. It's not. I would have really liked to see something kind of more classic or maybe even separate, but this movie mm-hmm. was kind of a love letter to 
slasher flicks in the era where teenage drama slasher films were coming up, like Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, or stuff like that. So this movie has a lot of opportunities that I think they're really going to be able to build heavily off of, uh, especially visually and iconic scenes in that movie. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. I think we started going the year after they did the Freddy and Jason icon. I think we went mm-hmm. in 08. I think it was... Yeah, that was... Uh, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, I've, I've never been to a Freddy or Jason house until in fact, this year. I think last year was probably the big, or the uh, the most iconic, you know, yeah, intellectual property they brought in with, with Halloween, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that... I really wish I could have been there for that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, because Jason essentially stemmed off of, was inspired by, you know, the Halloween movies coming out. Jason was the whole reason Friday for the series existed. Well, right. I think his name Sam Minor is the guy. I might be wrong on that. Really wanting to, them really wanting to kind of cash in on the whole slasher thing after seeing the success of Halloween. Mm-hmm. And, oh man, this is, you know, I, this, I don't, I have no words for this house. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Yeah. I still, I still wish they would have. I'm hoping they would have done the. Uh, you go one way to go see Jason, and you go one way to go see Freddy, and then meet at the end of it. But well, well I don't think it's it. going to be about that, though. I don't think it's necessarily going to be because from the description, like it says, find yourself caught in the middle of this epic battle. Mm-hmm. I think the majority we're going to see scenes like the boiler room scene. We're going to see scenes from like that Camp Crystal Lake, but I think we're going to see more. of them versus each other. I'm hoping, anyways, we'll see more of like kind of the battle between the two of them. Right. We see more of kind of individually very individually Jason stuff. Like I hope it's more than the uh, Alien and Predator one <laughs> had them interacting because it was just the end where you had the uh, alien puppet and then like the Predator puppet doing like some kung fu looking moves. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> kung know. fu Predator. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a significantly missed opportunity with yeah. having some Arnold action last year. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like that house. I like the alien puppets and animatronics they did. I thought those were pretty fantastic. But uh, a little bit underwhelming, especially that in there. But hopefully, mm. you know, hopefully they can learn from that and do it better. Hollywood's got a huge, like, I think it was like two, two and a half story tall queen. Oh my puppet. gosh. No, they're They're so good at bringing it back this year in Hollywood. Dang. That's right. Josh, you, when you go head down, man, you got to head down there with us sometime. I would love to go. It's just the it's just the financial the financial issue. You know, right, that. right. Um, Insidious, like I said, I, I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to this because I was a big fan of the movie. Yeah. Not so much the like I said before. Not so much kind of the the end part of the movie, but just the whole lead up to it anyway. Um, yeah, the best two-thirds of a movie you'll ever see. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, I think that will translate, that particular scene, the end scene, I think you will, will translate well to yeah, the house. Yeah, that will. Um, I think they'll utilize the whole still people mm-hmm. using that, you know, using that character, using the whatever character that is, you want to call it. The red um, lipstick demon. Right, exactly. Okay. I know who you meant. Yeah, the, the main one at the end. Yeah. I think this is a amalgamation of all three of the films, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. I think. So they'll have the uh, 
Well, but you had some duplicate stuff though in the in the first and se- from this second one. Yeah. You know, kind of duplicate scenes. The third one had the uh, had a demon with uh, squishy feet and a breathing tank. So uh, that'd be pretty cool. Squish, squish, squish. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, like he left like. I saw the movie and I was like, I saw, the, I saw the third one and I was like, is that, are those jelly footprints? And I was like, no, I guess that's, that's blood or something. Okay. I don't know yeah, I didn't see the funky. third one yet, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, uh, it wasn't that good. Yeah. yeah. I didn't figure it would be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of creepy scenes in it that I think will be real good because I think they can kind of put you in the, the mode of going into the further, you know, with the, kind of the blackness around you and then have things light up in front of you, I think. I can just kind of picture it as you walk through and then have, like, the the creepy family with the big smiles on their face, you know, and all that. Oh, yeah, the house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be, that'd be a great set piece. Yep. I think that's going to be really good. Um, the Purge, well, Gary and I have talked about this one quite a bit. They, they had tons of issues. Originally, this was going to be Scream. Uh, but they ran into tons of, I guess, contractual breakdowns where the Scream House is no more and they had to scramble. And last year they had the Purge Scare Zone and they ended up going this year with the Purge House uh, where you have the entire walkthrough. Um, and again, I'm guessing they're going to have it where you go through like the house, the house in Purge, I'm assuming, with you know the people with the... Creepy masks running out at you and swiping at you with knives and everything. That's what I'm kind of picturing. Yeah, and what you, I've, I've what you want to add? A few tweets about what's going to be included in this house. So if you've seen both of the movies, there's kind of a few different iconic scenes. And it sounds like they're going to have a little bit of both. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to focus some on the first movie, recycling some of these interior house sets they originally built for Scream before that all fell apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but supposedly per Horror Nights Twitter, they said that there's going to be an arena scene, which would tie into the second movie as well. Um, mm-hmm. so see some, we can see some different types of sets here. I mean, they really, supposedly, uh, Dimension Films has just been a, always been a huge pain to work with, even when they worked with them a while back in Hollywood. Um, so that kind of caused all that to fell apart. I'm sure we'll hear the whole story at Spooky Empire, which is a big con that goes on in Orlando. We'll hear about that next year. But um, yeah, this is this is. I think they're going to do this very well, and I'm, I'm a little worried about it considering it is kind of short notice change. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, Mike Aiello and his team—they're class acts when it comes to you know making stuff like this happen. So mm-hmm. yeah. Got the resources. They own the IP, so I mean, they can do they can do this right. Yeah, yeah I think I think it'll be better than the scare zone because I think with the purge, you kind of need like that claustrophobia that the first one presented, where it's, mm-hmm. they're just in that house. You know, I feel like the scare zone, you know, you're, they're typically more open than the houses by nature, but I felt like that one right. was kind of just way too open. Right. You kind of need like that, you know the like the painting scare you know where they're behind the painting and they lower it you know and they swipe at you you know i feel like the kind of need that kind of action yeah and it, it felt kind of like the purge scare zone last year where it was kind of like that could have been anything as a scare zone you know what i'm saying it wasn't just because they were wearing certain masks and stuff from the from the movie 
that was the only real i mean obviously they had like the auction and of and capturing different different people for the for the quote unquote the purge to go after and everything but to me it was kind of like you know it could have been just any sort of themed scare zone it wasn't necessarily purge specific um uh, but yeah, did you were you a fan of those movies, Josh? The the Purge movies. I was a decent about to say I enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. The ones that I saw, I haven't really, or I haven't seen the second one, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I enjoyed the first one. Yeah, yeah first one was pretty good. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely better than the second one, anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the next house, the American Werewolf in London. Now. If this house hadn't been here two years ago, I would be stoked. But I, and I love this house. Like I said, oh, it was in the best house 2013. It was it was amazing. But I don't necessarily know that I want to see it again as a as a main house. Yeah. And I know. I think Gary, did you did you did you get to see this one, Gary, or no? Yeah, I did get to see this one, and and I'm kind of there with you. I would have liked to see something new, but mm-hmm. this house is just so damn good. And yeah. them, I mean, John Landis worked with Michaela and his team personally, you know, building the puppets, building the set pieces, you know, providing tons of source reference material for putting this together. It There's, was there were some really good set pieces in there too, man. Like. The subway, oh, especially was the tube. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, oh man. Mm-hmm. And then that, but, like an alleyway or whatever, at the end there or the street. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. End, yeah that yeah. was really good too. That living room scene. That was one of the the scenes that really oh, yeah. got me. Yeah, yeah, that was all the yeah, the pig guys and stuff. Oh man, that was. Yeah, the movie. I, I, the movie theater scene where they you had certain ones sitting that were fake and. Oh yeah. Then you had real people sitting there would jump up at you. I'm excited for this house now. Thanks a lot. (laughs) But my my concern is I'm worried, are they going to be able to match what they did already? Because it was so good. Are they, A, going to be able to match it, but also are they going to be able, how are they going to even be able to, usually you try to top everything. So how are they going to top this movie when it was the best house that they had? Maybe in, you know, that I've been to. Hey, Supposedly. Hey, whoa, don't get too. Whoa. Hold on there, my friend. I said maybe. Alice Cooper, welcome to my nightmare. It's definitely up there, though. Alice Cooper, welcome to my nightmare. Just because you went to his concert. Hey, hey, hey. No, no. I've been saying that for years. I've been saying that since uh, 2011 or whenever it was. The weird thing about Alice Cooper was that house. When I first went through it, I was like, this blows. And then we kept going in. And it got better and better and better every time we went in to where by the time, by the end, it was, it was one, one of the best ones that year. For how sure. many times did you go in? Uh, wait, probably, probably like five or six, seven, eight. Yeah. Cause that, that might've been one of the years we had, uh, the full ticket, whatever frequent fear or whatever. Yeah, it was or you one, can go it was pretty much ones, any, any day. Yeah, and you can go in it early and have that short line, too. It was one of yeah. those. Yeah, that's how I saw it. I saw it. It was part of the annual pass holder preview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, we probably did that one like 10 times then. Yeah. It was it was really good, man. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, everybody thinks I'm 
weird for going so many times, but it gets it change it almost it it can almost be like a different experience every time you go through. Yeah. Because you see it at different times where there's people going through it, you know, because there's different scare zones or scare areas inside each house. And sometimes you miss the scare. Sometimes you, even if you know it's coming a lot of times, you'll still, you'll still jump or, you know, they'll, they'll get you. I mean, it's crazy, but, uh, it's so fun, dude. And, and to me, the funnest part is, is staying back in line and, and watching Trey and, 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 my wife and now daughter going to uh, seeing them get scared because I, I just sit there and crack up the whole time. It's, it's hilarious. Yep. Especially when Trey got scared by the uh, the uh, custodians or whatever they are in the <laughs> trying, oh, yeah, just just, not waving, custodians, just waving the flashlight saying move along. <laughs> Trey jumped out of his shoes at the at a eighteen year old girl telling him to keep the line moving. Hey hey whoa. <laughs> At that point, it was the most communication I'd had with a female of my age. <laughs> that in and of itself is terrifying. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it, it, it's awesome, dude. And then this Jack Presents 25 Years of Monsters and Mayhem. Again, I hope I'm not, I'm not pumping it up too much to, to expect too much out of it, but it's going to have all the, the universal classic monsters. It's going to have... All the scare, pretty much all the characters and and icons of the of the past twenty five years, um, and it's it's now it's now going to become the biggest house that Universal's ever had. Yes, it's supposed to be even bigger than The Walking Dead last year. So before we get into all this, anybody who even remotely follows Horror Nights any at all, any kind of lore after two thousand seven, I was hooked. Like I. It was just wanting to learn everything about it. So this year is the equivalent of like the Blu-ray remastered re-release with tons of hours of special features. Everything is tied in. Everything touches everything as far as like past Horror Nights history. This, I mean, if you're a heart, this is the year for the fan. This is, it, I could not possibly imagine a better lineup for, you know, hardcore horror night fans because this this house alone the fact that they they could have made walking dead huge again this year in order to sell more tickets you know stuff like that because let's be real walking dead sells tickets yeah that's the reason why you know last year that house was like 180 minute wait or something like that yeah uh, Not but for them is. yeah <laughs> but for them yeah you got 200 bucks um but for this for them to make the conscious effort for this house it being because this house is going to have everything it's going to have classic universal monsters it's going to have it's already been confirmed that there's going to be appearances from nightingales probably one of the oh best houses ever yeah it's going to have, i forgot about that that house rules yeah it's going to have a house for hr blood and guts which is one of the most hilarious and awesome houses ever it's i mean we're going to see every freaking thing uh I'm I'm hoping they'll just tie it all together as I'm imagining it in my head, and it's just gonna be amazing. This house is just this is going this is my number one house this year. Yeah, yeah, and there's no doubt. I mean, it's gonna have so much, and usually when they when they really and usually it's the the originals that I end up liking the most anyway. 
Yeah. I mean, all those. I mean, they pay so much for the IPs, and like like you're saying, that's kind of what is the driving force behind Horror Nights to bring people in most of the time is the Walking Dead or Halloween or you know Freddy versus Jason things like that. But, Welcome to my nightmare. And Alice Cooper and Penn and Teller, uh, all those things you know bring people in because it's name recognition. But usually it's these originals that are the ones that are the most memorable to me. Yeah. So these I'm, things still I'm, the show. I'm stoked. Yeah. These things absolutely still the show, and that's. And it's because there's lore around it. There's the stories that tie into each other. And I, I will talk more about it as it kind of goes. Yeah. Every single one of these houses and scare them, they're all tied to the story of Horror Nights Pass. It's just unbelievable how they've done it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, next up is The Run, Blood, Sweat, and Fears. This is based upon basically Eddie, which is... Jack's brother, who is the Jack the Clown, which is the uh, the main icon this year and one of the main originals for for Horror Nights, um, but Eddie is going to be running this this house apparently. Um, Gary, you can talk about uh, Eddie a little bit here in a second, well, but um, this is kind of going to be based on kind of similar to a game show, kind of like uh, Running Man. The Running Man. Running Man. Running Man. The Halloween Horror Nights maze. <laughs> exactly, and. Uh, now, now, I keep, I keep hearing rumors, rumors that, that you are actually, actually expected to run through this house. And that they're going, that to, they're going to separate groups and everything else. Huh. I don't think that that would just be a safety check. Yeah. Freaking nightmare, man. Like, yeah. you're talking about how are you going to run past the conga line that happens through each house anyway? I, mean, I know. People, you know. Doing a conga line through the thing. Nobody's going to be running through this house. Only thing that's, that's what I'm running is pee down my leg. Yep. <laughs> yep. Boom. Um, Pun of the night. But, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to it just because I think it's going to be really cool. But uh, talk, talk a little bit, uh, Gary, about, about Eddie and, and the whole backstory with him. Yeah, so, okay, so 2001 uh, was the year that was supposed to be that, you know, sc- Everybody knows Jack is the face of Halloween Horror Nights. Right. right. Everybody knows that. But 2001 was going to be the year where that all changed. The tagline for 2001 was supposed to be, no more clowning around. The icon for 2001 was supposed to be Eddie or Edgar Schmidt, who was supposed to be Jack's brother. The original promo art for uh, Halloween Horror Nights in 2001 featured Eddie with a severed clown's head in his hand with the tagline, no more clowning around. Well... Unfortunately, the events of 9-11 happened, so Universal and Halloween Horror Nights creative team had to shift gears a lot. Um, a lot of the houses were renamed to remove any sort of indicators of violence. Uh, any All red blood in any of the houses was changed to green ooze or goop of some kind, um, and essentially Eddie was scrapped and forgotten about. Uh, they brought Jack back because he was already a somewhat friendly face, even though he was a maniacal serial killer clown. Uh, they brought him back to essentially be the face of that Halloween Horror Nights event in 2001. Well, Eddie was going to head up uh, Run, which is essentially a twisted game show running man where you know, you've got to survive through crazy maniacs and stuff like that. So they brought Eddie back. But Eddie didn't have anything to do with the house in 2001 when the original iteration happened. I don't remember the year. I think it was 2005. Maybe it was, 2000, it was 2006, I think where they brought back, it was the first year that Halloween Horror Nights came back to the studios after being in Islands of Adventure for a long time. Uh, yeah. Horror comes home. 
all that stuff. So they brought back Run. They had a second Run. Uh, it was Hostile Territory, which was kind of capitalizing on the success of the recently released Hostile movies. Um, Eddie was basically the face of that maze. So now we're seeing Run come back. There hasn't been anything confirmed uh, that Eddie's even going to have a part of this. I'm really hoping they bring that back because the story of Eddie and the backstory that they created for him, um, you can check all that stuff out on like HHN Crypt and stuff like that. But the backstory that they created for him was so interesting and the situations and the, 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 the circumstances involving it is so interesting. I'm hoping they bring him back at some capacity. But regardless, this maze looks awesome. There's going to be rooms themed to... So essentially, imagine American Gladiators, right? But these dudes are going to try to freaking kill you. Mm -hmm. um, so you're going to have... You're going to be going through rooms that are themed to each uh, assassin, as they're calling them right now. Reapers, I think, is what they refer to in some of the original descriptions. Uh, themed to their home country. Um so, you know, we're going to have a Canadian section. There's already, that's already confirmed. There's going to be a Canadian serial killer. Uh, no, oh, he's not, not a serial killer. He's just going to, like, try and, uh, you know. Uh, you're going to be standing there, gonna, and you're like, going to be saying sorry, and he's going to be saying, that's called a Canadian standoff. But, yeah, he's like, oh, deep, uh, sorry there. Hope it scurry. Oh, deep, sorry there. Eh? Going down sorry, there. Eh? Oh, <laughs> hope it didn't scurry. Hope it didn't scurry, eh? Um, but no. <laughs> Don't be, a don't be a hoser. Don't be a hoser. <laughs> That'd just be great if that was actually it. I wouldn't even be mad. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be great. We're going to see rooms themed to each of these killers' home country and stuff themed like that. So you might get poutine thrown at you or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be great. Just imagine Running Man meets American Gladiators meets, you know, serial killers. Hopefully we'll yeah. see them. Yeah, it's supposed to be '80s themed, by the way. The oh, really? Say that. Yeah, it's supposed to be themed like an '80s game show. And <laughs> the best part about this, I keep talking about how everything ties into itself. This is supposed to take place in the rundown abandoned Hellgate Prison, which was another Halloween Horror Nights from uh, House from the Past that was very popular. Uh, Hellgate Prison. So that's again tying everything in together. This movie. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, the Asylum in Wonderland is the 3D house this year, and I, I think this one will be kind of sneaky. I think a lot of people are kind of kind of crapping on this one, thinking it's going to suck, but I think it'll be pretty cool because they always they've had kind of smaller versions of kind of Alice in Wonderland stuff before with like the the rabbit, the you know, with the seems like they had the rabbit running around. It was like it was all freaked out looking, and then it had like Alice or somebody with the, their head was ripped off or something seems like if I remember right. I can't remember which house it was. Uh, gosh, I was probably from like oh wait that bloody. It was like fairy fairy tales of of something or freak. Yeah, that. Yeah, that was uh, that Fractured. was a storyteller here. Fractured fairy tales. Yeah, I think so. I like that house. It was pretty good. So I think they they can expand upon that and the three D stuff always. Yeah, you know, it's never been amazing, but it's pretty good. And then, uh, anybody have any other thoughts on that one? Or I was just going to mention the other tie. I'm going to mention the tie-ins to the past on every single one of these. But right. uh, 
in the original description, they mentioned Ultra Violence Comics presents Asylum in Wonderland 3D. It's funny because Ultra, where this ties in is uh, another really awesome house, The In Between, from, I want to say it was like. I want to say that was like 2009. I can't remember. Uh, but they presented the in-between was Ultraviolence Comics. So that's how that ties into the past, too. And then also this, of course, ties into Scary Tales as well. See, we'll see. I'm sure we'll see a lot of the same visual aesthetics uh, from like what we've seen with Scary Tales in the past. In this house. I hope they have that tube thingy. Where you oh, it'll be in this house. I hope so. The spinny yeah, thing? I guarantee you that'll be in this house. That thing rules. Yep. yep. Yeah, I love that one. Uh, then the uh, the body collectors recollections, and that's kind of taking place with the Shady Brook Asylum, which again, Gary ties in. Um, <laughs> they collect uh, human parts. They require screams echo the hallways as a blizzard rages outside, with ball sharpened blades swirl it inside. So this is going to be any any horror nights folks have been. In the past, know about the. Uh, there's always a cold house <laughs> um, where you walk in right in the beginning, and they got this huge blast of, of cold air right there at the front. It's either snowing or, or just cold air. Um, so apparently, that's going to be the body collector's house this year. Um, what do you think? I mean, I uh, is this? You'd mentioned the nightingales. Is that wasn't that connected to this body collectors or? Um, I think there was some kind of there's some kind of tie back to the body collectors and the nightingales. Uh, I want to say it was kind of there during that whole uh, you know Terra Queen event with the storyteller and all that. Um, but regardless, this house is going to be awesome because we're talking about a mashup between the body collectors, awesome house, and Psychoscarapy, amazing house, probably some of the best houses. Um, that we've ever seen. All of them are great. Um, but a mashup of these two together to tie those stories together is unbelievable. And if anybody who doesn't know, Shady Brook Asylum was essentially what drove Jack to be completely insane. Um, so that Shady Brook Asylum was kind of where his origins take place. So this is supposedly going to take place in the like, late 1800s or something like that. Um, and the body collectors, they're this is where they're getting all their crazy minions and stuff from. It's kind of like a prequel to the events of Jack Schmidt um, and that whole deal with his time in Shady Shady Mm Brook. Yeah, I think this one's going to be cool, too. Like I said, I think this is probably the most I've been looking forward to to Halloween Horror Nights from top to bottom since we started going. Um, The Scare Zones... If y'all want to hit those real quick, we can. Uh, my computer's froze up, so Trey, you're going to have to talk about those. Excellent, my computer, unfortunately. That's sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to scare you. Yeah. Uh, so we got our first scare zone, the Psychoscarapy Unleashed. The criminally insane inmates of Shady Book Asylum have escaped and stumbled upon a Halloween block party in the streets of New York. They quickly decide they'd kill for some costumes of their own. That sounds pretty freaking awesome, if not ridiculous, but awesome. From the looks of it, this is going to be the biggest scare zone we've probably ever seen, because it's taking up a huge part of the New York area in in Universal Studios. Man, I hope so. That'd be awesome. I I want, like, no free space 
in this park, honestly, other than like, oh, yeah. you know, the bathrooms. You'll have to take that up with J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Do what? <laughs> I said you'll have to take that up with J.K. Rowling because oh, yeah. she... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was well, scary. Now that's, scary. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's one, one thing. thing. Now, I keep, I keep seeing, seeing people, people say that the London area is going to be open. The Gringotts and all that. They're asking people to work till midnight. They're, team members at Universal Studios are being asked to be scheduled till midnight on Halloween Horror Nights. Nice. Now, what that means for whether Diagon Alley and the Gringotts Bank Vault Ride is going to be open, I'm not sure. I hope so, because if that's open, that's going to pull away from some of the lines for the houses, too. Mm-hmm. Um, people wanting to kind of get into Diagon Alley. And it's, kind of, it's a really cool place to see at night. I mean, I'll probably take a peek in there, too, one of the six nights that I'll be there. But... Um, I'm hoping that that's what that is, and I'm hoping it's not just they need to staff people in order to keep people out of diagonal. I'm worried that that's what it's going to be. I hope it's actually going to be open to pull some away from the house. But I don't know. Because supposedly some girl, which she's not been known to post the most accurate stuff anyway, but she was saying that one of the people told her that It'll be for annual pass holders are going to be able to go into onto Gringotts, but I don't know that. Like I said, I, I don't I don't buy it to be completely honest. But. If they were going to do that, they would do an early entry while they're waiting on annual pass holder nights to open, and they wouldn't be trying to schedule people for every hour next night. And it, that would be for like a few hours in between that state and screen period where the park closes and they start the annual pass holder. So I don't think that I don't think that's the case. Next up on the scare zones, we have Icons, HHN, which is, you know, the photo op scare zone, like we had at Horror Nights 20, yep. which was, uh, I don't know, that was pretty fun. I kind of tripped up the, uh, one of the characters. I think it was, like, the old, the old lady one. I forget it. The storyteller, I think. Yep. Yeah. She was, like, saying something about killing people, and I was like, why? And she was like, uh... <laughs> but, like, like, what, what is Halloween Horror Nights to... But yeah, that's my fun little story. I live a real yeah, life, if you can't tell. This is definitely going to be the selfie zone. Uh, yeah. You're going to see people with selfie sticks and all kinds of crap. Hopefully not. Uh, hopefully the uh, packages that the media received this past week will uh, kind of deter people from bringing selfie sticks. <laughs> I think a seven hand with a selfie stick to keep me from uh, wanting to bring one. Yeah, that was the funny thing. They- they did have to specify that selfie sticks actually are allowed, that it was just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love that that was part of, the, part of the, 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 the parody this year. I love that. I hope they have some plants in the crowd, and they, like, and they have like one of those characters just like snap their selfie stick and start beating them up with it or something. <laughs> That'd be awesome, because the Harnice Twitter mentioned that there'll be uh, kill zones or kill events that'll happen throughout the night specifically within this scare zone uh, to where, and I don't know if it's going to involve plants or what, but that would be kind of fun to see. I think they did that a little bit at 20. saw kind of something like that, but yeah, I think Is it going to be similar to like they did with the Purge scare zone? Where they yeah. Kinda, uh, yeah, but I don't think they're going to make like a show out of it. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Next up, I got here is uh, the Scary Tales, Scream Punk, classic fairy tale characters get a sinister, scary tale twist 
immersed in the wicked world of steampunk. Now, uh, I'm not a huge uh, steampunk fan, but that Saws and Steam one from 2012, I think? I don't know. Yeah. That, that, was, that was a pretty fantastic house. And I always enjoy seeing awesome. those guys with the chainsaws and whatnot. That's just my yeah. <clears throat> and I think yeah. I think I wouldn't mind. I I usually hate the uh, chainsaw people in the scare zones, but I think it's been long enough that for a while there, it seemed like every scare zone had eight hundred chainsaw people. So that got a little frustrating. But I think it's been long enough. I I, I wouldn't mind a few hordes of uh, chainsaw people. But they're not going to be in a scare zone this year. There, there's going to be a chainsaw crew that's going to be just a roaming horde. You're not going to know where they are. Oh, really? Okay. This year. That'll yeah. work. They've already, they've already confirmed that. Okay. This scare zone is going to be cool. I like the scary tales tie-in. Again, like you, Trey, I'm not really big on steampunk stuff, but that Saul's the scene thing was pretty sweet. So this will probably be fun. Uh... Up next, the evil's roots. Your darkest fears will take root amidst the perilous paths of Central Park as you face evil fairies, humanoid bats, scarecrows, and more horrors. This was a, didn't they do a scare zone similar to this? Twenty eleven. Grown evil. Yeah, is it is that going to be similar to this? Yeah, they they uh, yeah they even referenced that in the blog post when they announced everything that you, they their words they said think grown evil but. You know, more intense or something like that. Sweet. Hmm. that so I went. I was there this past weekend, and I sent Dre some photos uh, on my Twitter. Man, there are some scarecrows out in the Central Park area that are just freaking massive, man. I mean, I'm, we're talking like ten foot tall. I don't know how they're going to play into scares in this area, but uh, there's a lot of really, really cool stuff in that Central Park area. Um, and it's always pretty congested, and this is the first time in a while that we've seen this as like an actual scare zone. Scare zone. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be fun. I mean, this is going to be one of those ones that where me and my fiance we spend the night just kind of just hanging back, maybe over by the NBC Media Center or on the other side of uh, Central Park area, just mm-hmm. watching people get scared out of them. So mm-hmm. this is- yeah, I'm, I'm, I like. I like how they're they're tying everything together. Like I said, yeah, um, it's a neat little package. Mm-hmm. Edgar Wright would not be pleased. <laughs> how uh, good good callback. Yeah. Uh, is there is that it? Is that uh, the last one? We've or? got the all night die in double feature. The carriage oh, the yeah. theater has been closed for decades after grisly murders during a uh, double feature. It's lights, camera, carnage, as the theater nicknamed the die in. By the locals, gives uh, lives up to its name. Cool. I've always liked that how they take the drive-in sign and they take out the R and the V. I was like, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be, yeah. This is gonna be over in front of Disaster, and Disaster will be closed. They've already got a lot of the props up, and it looks awesome. They've got cars, like a handful of like actual vehicles out there and they've got a big screen and a big tower with a projection booth that's supposed to look like a concession stand and uh this is going to be fun because supposedly depending upon when you walk through this scare zone it's going to be different um so you might walk through it one time and it's all you know full color you know you might see 
you know, Jason or Freddie or some other folks, Michael Myers, stuff like that, you might walk through it other times. And it's, you know, Boris Karloff, Bela Lugosi, classic Universal Monsters and stuff. And not only will it, the lighting and the costumes and the makeup and everything will make it give the appearance of everything around you is in black. Oh, cool. So, depending upon when you walk through it, it's going to change. Um, obvious tie-in here, the Carrie drive-in movie and the All Night Die. All Night Die and All Night Die too were two of the most awesome houses. They were also funny to a certain extent, too, because they didn't have IP rights to some of the stuff that they put in these houses. So you would see, like, knife hand or hockey mask, and that's <laughs> how they kind of refer to them. But you knew who they were supposed to be. Uh, so those are two really cool houses, and they're essentially turning that into a scare zone uh, based in Cary, Ohio, which uh, a lot of – Cary, Ohio has been kind of a staple for the – origin of a bunch of houses over the years um you know there'll be like if some scary crap happens and be like, oh this scary crap happened in cary ohio and that's happened mm-hmm. in a couple of houses so it's really neat to when see the, that they're placing it here i think it was where the uh where they had the guy in the that was that was electrocute in the electric chair and he made it through yeah bobby blade yep. yeah yeah I loved that house so much. I, I'm not a huge fan of the 3D houses. I, I think it's really hard to get that right and actually make it scary. Mm-hmm. But, man, that was an awesome house. Um, yeah. I think the second best one I saw that actually really did it really, really well was Penn & Teller's Nuke Las Vegas. That house mm-hmm. was awesome. I like that one, too. I like how they just kind of incorporated a little bit of a little bit of humor into it as well. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the pre-show, the the cue video before the before you're walking into the house for the Penn and Teller one, the cue mm-hmm. video for that was freaking helpful. Yeah. You can actually watch it on YouTube. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, they did a good job with it. What was the last one, Trey? Uh, that well, uh, we've got two shows: Bill and Ted's, uh, usually not so excellent Halloween adventure, and. Uh, the Carnage Returns, which is a uh, Jack the Clown horror review type thing. AKA right. Foot Traffic Nightmare. So, oh, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, that's, that's going to be, you said, out in front of Mel's Diner right there, right? Not even, really. Okay, so you've got Mel's, right? And then you've got probably about a 20-foot wide space between where the cars from uh, American Graffiti and there's a little sidewalk area there that kind of separates those two. Oh, is that mm-hmm. where it's going to be? Mm-hmm. So, but then after, but then after that, you've got a smaller space. So on that little sidewalk area, you can't walk through that. That's where they set up sound and lighting and like the big tower there. That's where they've got all that at. The only area that you have in between that and the stage is probably about maybe thirty-five foot across. But then the length of that area, the, the midway that you would walk through in between Central Park and Battery Park. So you're talking about a congestion nightmare because when that show is going on, you know, unless they put up some kind of gating and stuff like that and to try to keep people corralled into this area for the show, man, you're gonna have you're gonna have some 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 traffic issues there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Alrighty. Well, that is fun. <laughs> but regardless, it's gonna be an awesome show yeah. because this is kind of remnant of 2007. When Jack had his own like big to do stage show, where they had you know, it was kind of a mixture of 
magic tricks meets stage show, and I'm thinking that this is going to kind of be that that deal. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, what was the show? Was it three years ago? Uh, Ten had, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you remember that Trey, where they had yeah, that? Yeah, it was. It'll be uh, that was pretty good. I, I liked it. All right. What's interesting about this Jack Return show is that looking at the stage props that are out there, there's a big sign that says Dungeon of Terror. Dungeon of Terror was, okay, the very first Halloween Horror Nights, 1991. Um, Dungeon of Terror was the only house there. On this stage, there's a big, huge sign that says Dungeon of Terror. I don't know if that's just there as kind of like a prop or just for kind of like show, like Jack's like saying, hey, look at all this crap I brought from old Horror Nights. Or if it's actually going to, like, kind of, they're going to try to incorporate that somehow. But I just love that it's there regardless. It's like, you went way back. Way, way back. 